If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thanks to Lyola Press for sponsoring us and for all of you teachers for doing what you do. I am wondering, Colleen, I got this really great idea from the Diocese of Madison. We were in a really fun, reflective conversation about the pandemic. And I'm wondering, what is something you learned while you were in isolation during the pandemic? Something I learned? Yeah, something you learned. Jill. Okay, I took an entire course on podcasting and I learned how to create a podcast, oh, like from the I bottom didn't know that up. Timeline. So I did. Okay. It was during the pandemic. So I took the course and then I got all the equipment. I had to learn about what kind of equipment to get. I learned how to edit sound files. I learned, I learned everything. I learned how to do interviews. I learned different formats for podcasts, the whole nine yards. That's what I learned during the pandemic. Amazing. Okay. Then that's very applicable. <laughs> there were some people who were just like doing jigsaw puzzles. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you, Colleen. Um, <laughs> in this conversation with the teachers in the Diocese of Madison, we are talking about flipped classrooms. So this is like the phenomenon of 15 years ago. Every high school math classroom totally. decided they were going to do a flipped classroom. And they were going to so so basic yep. definition here is by flipping, we mean instead of lecture in your classroom, talking to students while they sit and absorb information. And then for homework, you practice problems. The theory here, the original math theory is that you flip it by having your lesson be pre-recorded. They watch the video of you doing the direct instruction one-way math lesson at home, and then you come into class and do the practice problems alongside the teacher. So the teacher becomes a coach during classroom time, and the homework is one-way listening, absorbing the video. So it takes a little prep on the front end because you are preparing videos you're giving yourself homework as a teacher to have a video ready for the homework ahead, and then you're using classroom time to facilitate learning. Well, we were talking about how during the pandemic, everyone, without maybe naming it this, everyone, nearly everyone, learned how to record themselves teaching something because that's how they were sharing out lessons with students on the fly. And how post-pandemic, it's really interesting to me, Colleen, I don't know your experience, but I feel like we learned a bunch of stuff during the pandemic and then we just decided we were never going to do it again. And I don't know if it's PTSD or what, but it feels like people went back Mm. to 
went back to 2019 teaching, forgetting that they have, I mean, they might even be sitting on a bank of videos that they could be using somehow in their classroom. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and they like don't want to touch it or they hated doing it. And I'm really generalizing here, but I am I am amazed by the number of people who are teaching like the pandemic never happened when in reality we learned a ton of things about ourselves as teachers during the pandemic. Yeah, but we're also hearing teachers across the country say the students are different because of the pandemic. So what I would say is then we probably need to be doing things differently now than we were before the pandemic. Yeah, probably. So why Absolutely. would we go back to 2019 teaching when we should be doing things a little bit differently? <laughs> okay, totally. So, so there's my pushback on that. Well, okay. So let's let me talk about the direct application of this. So okay. if you are doing something like a station rotation, so I think we've talked mm-hmm. about station rotation before on the podcast. But in this time, uh, when I was with Diocese of Madison, we were teaching. I was teaching multi-age strategies, and one of them is where you put students into stations so that you are working with small groups of students, so that your direct instruction is applicable to a small group of kids instead of the whole class. So trying to get away from whole class teaching because students are at different uh, levels of their achievement and growth. So in yep. a in a classroom where you are working with small groups of students what we were saying is one of your stations could be students sitting with the headphones on where they are learning a lesson, a one-way lesson. So they're just listening, absorbing, learning. They might be watching a YouTube video. They might be watching the teacher teaching the direct instruction. Like the stuff that a flipped classroom would do at home for homework could be one of your stations. So that when the students come up to you for for the teacher station, it's not a one-way me teaching the kids and everyone just has to absorb the learning, but instead it's the students are doing and I am doing with students the work. So more of a workshop, um, interactive, facilitating learning type station, not direct instruction of teacher station, because you could just record that. Kind of like this podcast. We don't have to do these live because people are just listening. So we can record them ahead and people listen when they want to. There's no reason to have to be live because we are not doing audience interaction with a podcast. So why would we have you know, this is like the big reason that you don't need to lecture to a group of students when you could be using that that time for conversation and discussion. So I feel like we're all experts in flipped classrooms and we sort of forgot about that and we can use those videos somehow. How long are these videos, Jill? I don't know. I mean, how long is your station? It could be a six minute station or an eight minute station. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking about watching an hour long lecture, which is what some people try to do. And I, I cannot sit and watch an hour long lecture, but I can I can listen to someone teach me something new for about eight minutes. Hey, like one of these podcast episodes, (laughs) but I think our attention span. Yeah. So I think there's something to this. Okay. So I've done um, station rotation professional development. So I model this type of teaching in professional development. And I have actually, um, I've done that where there's a video, like an eight minute video that the group watches to get, they, I have a splitter, you know, five sets of headphones, everybody puts on the headphones, watches the video together, or people can watch it individually, correct? So that they can stop and rewatch. And okay. So there's a couple of different ways to do that. I like that as a station idea. I would, I would be very careful to say that explicit instruction instruction should be replaced with video instruction. I think video instruction can be used for reinforcement, 
for to teach it in a different way so that students have it at their disposal so that they can rewatch the lesson. But I would not I would be very careful to say that explicit instruction with a teacher uh, should be replaced by a video. So I just want to make that mm-hmm. distinction too. Mm-hmm. Are, are yeah. we in agreement on that? I think so. I mean, like it's not like I would never teach the whole class or directly teach people something. Um, but if I could, oh, even in it, small group, I think it's important. Yeah. But I think it's a better use of small group because then when they get up to you, they've already maybe seen the video uh, or not, and you, and then when you're with them, it's more of conversation. You're trying to get from them, students what they know, what they're struggling with. Hey, let's try this problem together. Let me let me reinforce what maybe you saw in the video or let me tee you up to what you're going to watch in a video at your next station. It's more it's more two-way. It's being okay, in the pandemic, this is what everyone had to do. They either mm-hmm. had to decide, okay, is this something that they just need that they need to hear from me or is this something that needs to be two-way? Like every teacher every day in that pandemic okay. was trying to decide, can I send this as a video? Or does this need to be a Zoom or a Google Meet? Like, is it, do I have to send something that's recorded or is it something where they need to interact with me? And that's how everyone was deciding what to do with their, maybe they had one Mm -hmm. hour of a Google Zoom or like a Google Meet or a Zoom, or they were trying to figure out if they should send out a video. And we were getting it wrong all the time. We were sending out videos and parents were crying with their kids. And then other times there was a Google Meet and the kids were like bouncing off the walls and it was noisy and the dogs were barking and they didn't know what to do. But it was we were probably using the wrong uh, technology for the wrong thing because we were fumbling, 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 fumbling. But then we learned a bunch of stuff of what, like what was that sweet spot, I think. I I mean- Yeah. We became more of an expert than we thought we were. And so I, I'm not saying we we teach like the pandemic until the end of time, but we learned about ourselves as teachers and we learned some things that worked for kids. And I believe in station rotation teaching because we can personalize instruction that way. And this is one way that we can integrate another you know, way for the teacher to instruct without being in all places all at once. So I, I'm going to agree with that. I, um, I would still love to see some data on this though. <laughs> I know it's fresh. So let's actually, I was just watching <laughs> dissertations come through that were all about pandemic related things, right? We're now in the delay. Mm-hmm. So we're two years past it. Yep. So those who are doing uh, their doctoral work two years ago, we're starting to do some things. So I, I honestly, I was just seeing some defenses right. come through that were about it. So, all right. Well, thanks for the energy Great. boost as we love exploring ideas, affirming your efforts, keep the suggestions coming. Keep reflecting back to the pandemic. What did we learn? Uh, Bring in uh, new ideas for us so that on our next episode, we can talk about more great ideas from you. We will see you next time.